It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. Hello and welcome to Health in the Real World. I'm Chris Jenke. I'm here today with Matt Peel. Matt's a second time guest here today on the on the podcast. Matt, how's it going today? It's going great, Chris. What's happening out there with you? Uh, not too much. Well, the, as you saw, the sun was out and now it just went away again. So I might be shivering during this interview. We're in like the tweener, <laughs> sunny California, right? <laughs> right. That's right. So uh, oh. I, I love this topic. We're going to talk today about men's health, uh, specifically men over 40. And you know, I just had a birthday last month. I just turned 41. So I'm in that category. Me and too. Went you at 46. Well, so. Yeah. 46. All right. So we are, uh, we're the poster children of this topic. So um, talk a little bit about, there's the muscle, there's the bicep, bicep shot. All right. That's right. <laughs> and that's my first, I've done about a hundred episodes of this podcast. That's my first bicep shot. So there we go. Um, <laughs> well, I'm glad I was there for you for it. <laughs> um, so, so as you mentioned, June is men's health month and you want to talk a little bit about Alzheimer's, dementia, how we can kind of keep sharp, keep our brains healthy, keep our bodies healthy. Yes, absolutely. I, I think it's all really related because what we do now in our 40s really sets us up for us 20 years down the road. And I, I think, I know when we're young, we're indestructible, right? When we're in our 20s, hey, we can do whatever we want. It doesn't affect right. anything. Right. We get into our 30s. Or, or so we think, right? So, we, so think. we think, right? Right. We get into our 30s and life kind of catches up, maybe, you know, receding hairline here. And then the waistline gets a little bigger down there. Uh, but we're still like, ah, I'm not that. I, I can handle it. I can handle it. And then the 40s, sometimes we get a smack like, oh, wow, I, I'm, I'm there. I'm quote unquote middle aged. And what have I been doing the last 10 or 15 years to myself is now really kind of coming to fruition. Um, for some of y'all that are out there, maybe watching, listening, look at your high school classmates, look at yourself. I mean, how, how do you compare to, to then? Obviously we we've aged a while, but how much have you aged? Man, when I went to my, I, it was just, I think my 10 year reunion. So I was like 28, 29 years old at the time. Woo, some guys had already gained a good 75 pounds. It was crazy. I could not believe it. And at that point, I still felt, you know, I was the trainer and I still felt kind of indestructible because I was working out every day. At 41, I definitely feel 41. Uh, and, you know, you can be a fit 41 or like you fit 46, but uh, I don't feel like I'm 30 anymore. Do you feel like that at all? Like some stuff is kind of changing? It, it's, it's definitely changed. Um, I can feel a difference in my strength. I don't like to admit it, uh, but it's true. You know, I luckily I was able to back up to uh, bench pressing 225. I can nice. squat 315 again. Now I'm not necessarily doing 10 reps of it, but at least I can get it done. Um, so back. So how how did you get back up? So you dipped down. Did you get injured, or did you just take a break for a while, or COVID hit you guys? I mean, what happened? No, I, th I just, I changed my workouts. You know, I, I didn't gotcha. go as heavy and maybe again, I'm, I, I fully admit 
I, I wussed out probably. And, and just, well, if there's not a spotter there, well, I just won't go as much. Or maybe right, we right. got some new equipment in, uh, which is pretty awesome, some hammer strength. So I you did, started working with that, but that's not using a barbell. At the end of the day, it, it's, it's still not a barbell. It's still not dumbbells. And I would just like anybody else, hey, we're all human. We give ourselves a break. Okay, I don't, I don't need it. And then you get underneath the bar and maybe I, you know, I put 185, like, oh, why am I struggling at this? <laughs> I shouldn't be struggling at this. Right. So, you know, what do we do? We go back to science, right? And progressive overload. And just like anything else, look, trainers aren't indestructible humans. So it happens and we got to follow the same process that everybody else does. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny uh, going to progressive overload real quick. This is a concept that I, as a, as a trainer, I didn't touch much because I, for the first probably 10 years of my career, I was just doing like stretching and core work. Right. So it was, I, there's a little progressive overload, like, all right, you can do a plank for 45 seconds. Next time let's do a minute. Uh, but I wasn't really thinking in terms of adding weight to the bar each time until about five years ago. And that's when I really started gaining strength. And it, it, it's funny, as much as I knew intellectually, the concept, it was amazing going through it because over the course of about 18 months, my numbers just kept going up, kept going up, kept going up. And it's really like, it's really kind of like an easy, boring process. It's like, okay, well, last time I did 180 and I did all my reps. And so today I'm going to try 185 and it's just like easy. And your body's like, yep, I got this. And pretty soon, like you said, you're doing 225 and maybe eventually do that for reps. And, uh, but it, but it is, it's kind of like a slow, boring process, right? It, it absolutely is. And I use it with my clients of all ages. And as we, you know, again, we're talking about us now, when you're in your 50s and your 60s, maybe I won't be benching 225. Maybe I won't be able to put three plates on the bar and squat, but we can still use progressive overload to still push ourselves and challenge ourselves, whatever situation we're in. And it's not just with, with guys, it's also with females. You know, I, I've clients, some female clients in their 60s. They don't like it, but oh well, right? That's what we're there to do, push them. Correct. But same thing, a little progressive. Okay, so you're bench pressing with 20s, you know, 20 pound dumbbells. You did it 15 times. Let's go for 25. Oh, yep. I can't yep. do 25s. You can. Sure you can. <laughs> you if you can, can do 15 reps at 20, you can do at least like three, four, five reps at 25. You can probably handle like 10 to 12 because I know you. You can do yeah, it. Right, so. right. Yeah. yeah. The point is, you can at least do the proper form with something, right? And uh, I think that's, but that's the, the purpose of a trainer, right? Is to sort of, to, to give them a little bit of confidence before they start, especially with the barbells. Barbells are, barbells can be really intimidating because, you know, that's the exercise that actually kills people in the bench press. Like people die doing bench press every year, right? And it's that I don't want to laugh. I mean, obviously it's a tragedy, but it, it it's uh it's intimidating right so definitely i understand what those clients may be going through but uh so so in addition to we're talking progressive overload and the concept of just progressively getting stronger over months or years uh what are some other things that uh specifically men but but men and women can do as they're in their 40s and 50s to sort of uh stave off the alzheimer's and dementia and things like that it's important that we, when we're exercising, you know, the CDC puts out the, their 2018 physical activity guidelines. And so I, I know they've taken a lot of fire during the pandemic. And so this dates 
before it. And there's 10 years of research between the first guidelines in 2008 and 2018. So they're pretty solid. And if you read nice. other health and fitness, they're generally the same principles around the world. And, and we got to really go for that 150 minutes of moderate to vigorous physical activity per week. And that's in a seven day week. It's not just my work week. So you give yourself a little break. And if you break that down more, you're looking at 21 minutes a day. And even in that 21 minutes a day, it doesn't have to be a straight 21 minutes. You can do it twice for 10 minutes or, or 11 minutes. You know, you still get the same cognitive benefits and physical benefits as long as it's that moderate to vigorous. It's not just, well, let me uh, walk around my house or walk around the block in a nice little stroll. And that took 10 minutes. That, that is not cutting it. It's got to right. be a little bit more intense. But people can do it. And, and that, again, can set us up. Those are, those are minimum. You can do more. But that's the minimum. And you'll see a change in your body if you at least do the minimum. Right. And moderate to vigorous, I would say, what, your breathing is labored. You're, you're not dying, but you're, you're having a hard time carrying on a conversation without, you know, a pause and then a, and then a talk. Right. So, but like you said, 21 minutes a day, if you space it over seven days, uh, what did you say? 150. So we're talking 30 minutes a day. If you're doing only five days, right. If you're doing mm -hmm. a three, if you're doing three workouts, you're talking 50 minutes, even that is really not that much, right. You, you know, it, it's not that much and it's very doable and yeah, do what you like. I think that's a, the thing of the mindset with people is yeah, do what you like. It doesn't have to be a, uh, well, I, I personally, I don't like running, so I don't run. Does it mean that I'm not getting, doing something else and getting benefits? No, the heart doesn't know as far as that. As you know, Chris, the heart doesn't know if I'm cycling, I'm playing racquetball, I'm playing soccer. It just knows I have to beat faster and, yep, and yep. get the benefits, right? It's, it's yep. the brain that benefits from all the complexity. And then that's where right. we're talking about pushing off signs of Alzheimer's and dementia. The more right. complex our movements are, and again, doesn't mean Cirque du Soleil juggling with flaming uh, bowling uh, pins and, and, you know, standing on your head. Complex means like we just talked about, right? A squat, a bench press, multiple joints moving at one time. That's what complex is. Yeah, different ranges of motion. I'm glad you hit on this because this is what I tell my clients as far as reasons why they need to be doing their cardio uh, I call running and biking and stuff like that. I call it straight line cardio and not that I have anything against it, but if you're trying to be economical and you're trying to uh, do many things at once and you have a very limited time, you know, going on a 30 minute run might not be the best use of your time because you're only getting the muscle patterns that are taking you in a straight line versus if you're doing some multi range of motion, like you've mentioned squats and maybe you're doing some lateral lunges and, some planks and some push-ups and things like that. Maybe some inchworms, bear crawls. Uh, you're getting a full range of motion, which is beneficial to your joints, to your muscles. And you're still getting what you said, like the heart doesn't know that you're doing that versus running or biking. It just knows, yeah, I have to beat faster and harder, right? Right, right. In fact, in fact, the guidelines also say you need a minimum of two days per week of muscle and bone strengthening activities, AKA resistance training, lifting weights and i know chris you do a lot with body weight and if that's what your level is on fantastic if you're or if your level is just on buying some resistance bands from you know target or academy that's fantastic too 
but there is some type of resistance and that's where we go back to progressive overload, right? You got to have yeah. a yeah. little bit more, maybe a little bit more, you know, use that, the red band or get the bands with the three and one and then, you know, attach right. another one when that's too easy, you know? So. Right. Right. And that, and that concept of progressive overload, I want to, I want to just make sure people understand this, that it's not, you don't have to necessarily progress every time. Uh, you know, I think it looks less like a, you know, like a, like a rise in the stock market. It looks more like a, like a plateau, like mm -hmm. plateauing. I actually think is a good thing. People say, Oh, I hit a plateau. Great. You hit a plateau, get better at that plateau, make your form better. Maybe you lift, you know, you mentioned you lift 225. I don't know if maybe you did, let's say like six reps. Okay, cool. Stay at 225 and maybe let's try for eight or 10. And in a way you've plateaued at a weight, but you're actually still using progressive overload as a concept because you're doing more than you did last time. So there's a lot of different ways to overload your body and to progress, do a little bit more than you did last time. Uh, one millimeter a day is three centimeters a month, right? So it adds up. Right. Yeah, that, you're absolutely correct. There's more than one way, you know, to skin that cat. I know you get asked all the time. I get asked all the time. What's the best X? Well, there's really not one best X out there. You know, what, what's the best thing to get rid of this as someone grabs their belly that's overlapping right. the belt? I just want to tone that up right there. Huh? What'd you have for lunch? Well, we don't want to talk about that. Right, right. Right. So what is right, right. And then we're not going to talk at all because conversation is now over. <laughs> yeah, conversation is over because there's a lot of different ways to get rid of that. And the number one way is to change what you're eating, right? Usually. <laughs> Yeah, I know a lot of to do that. I, I know a lot of people have very flat stomachs who never exercise, ever, and they're in their 30s and 40s and they never exercise and they have flat stomachs because they eat very well and they don't eat too much. Like, they don't stop eating when they're full. They stop eating when they're not hungry anymore. And so, so although you're right, um, CDC guidelines and I think you and I would agree that you need to exercise, but you know, if you really want a flat stomach and you hate exercise, I guess there's another way. You don't necessarily have to be trudging to the gym and bench pressing 225. You can just change how you're eating. That's a big part of it. And that, that's a majority part of it. You, at the end of the day, right? The, the exercise is the easy part. It, it really, it really is, is right? <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the changing your eating habits. That's the hard part. Right. And, and I think the big thing is like, it's really easy to discipline yourself for 45 minutes, four days a week. It's like, all right, I can clock in, I, but I get to clock out. I'm done with my workout. I don't have to think about it until Tuesday versus right. the food. Like you don't know what type of situation you're going to be in. And, you know, sometimes, I mean, I, I'll, I'll admit this as a personal trainer since 2004. And even before that, I was fit in high school and middle school. But even now, sometimes I'll drive by a donut shop and I'll be tempted. Like, let's just be honest, right? So there's like the 24 hours a day that you have to sort of contend with versus just that one little workout. Of So I agree with you. Like the workout is the easy part for sure. Yeah. And again, it's all the moderation. And I think that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about extremism. And, and you have to massively deprive yourself or when you go in the gym and, and uh push yourself to the brink of death that that's not <laughs> you know that's no. not what we're talking about right uh, especially with with again in, in this age group here the men over 40 for men's health month um 
it is moderation. We still have to enjoy life. We're, we're going to have a couple of drinks on the weekend. We're going to have a donut here and then, or we're going to go to a birthday party and there's some birthday cake and you're going to have a slice. And, and that's what life's about is being good the over the majority of time. So when you have these opportunities, like you said, right, it's just, it's just a speed bump. It's not a mountain or this, this massive drop off a cliff, right? You just, right. Well, it's a little bit of a pothole and then you go again and you have a little bit of a pothole or yeah. either way it's manageable, right? It's manageable. Right. I think one good distinction maybe is as far as aging goes, you know, when, when I was 20, I could maybe get away with 50, 50, like if half my food was healthy, half my activity was, was good, then hold on. Let me pause for a second. There's a big loud truck. All right. I have to edit. I might edit. Maybe I forget. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, whereas now, right. Uh, maybe it's 80, 20, or maybe even, maybe I have to be 95, five. Maybe I only get 5% because I think, I, I don't know if I'm speaking for everyone, but definitely with myself, I have to be a little bit tighter. I have to hone in a little bit tighter. You know, I can't do the 50-50 thing anymore. I can't eat a whole pizza today and tomorrow and the next day. And, you know, I got to, my cheap meals, as they call it, have to be much smaller, much tighter. But I can choose to enjoy those more. And I don't need as much as maybe I used to. Yeah, true, true. And, and you're right. It's, that's the motto. And our bodies change. We can't do that anymore. It's where our lives have changed. We can't stomach that. It hurts a lot more. Um, I even was even talking to a new client who was 22, 22 year old male, uh, just started him yesterday and yeah. he wants to gain weight, but he sits at home all day, you know, on the computer. Cause that's what his, his, his job is. And, um, we're going over what, what to eat. And I said, you know, still, you know, stay away from the fried, trying to stay away from that. He goes, yeah. you know, chicken nuggets, you know, my belly kind of hurts after I, I eat things like yeah. that. And I was like, Whoa. That's fantastic to get them to connect those two. Like, all right, yeah. Ooh, like, just become Stop very aware. Eating it. <laughs> that's a, that's good that he feels like because sometimes, um, you know, sometimes you don't eat enough to really make yourself sick. But it's almost like the I have a couple friends when they were growing up and their dad smoked, and so they would like steal one of their dad's cigarettes and they would smoke mm -hmm. it, and the dad caught them and made them smoke the whole pack right made them so sick I heard that, that they yep. never i'm pretty sure it worked yeah they don't yeah. smoke anymore so i think it worked and it, it's almost like that so your client he already feels it he already feels the difference but i think some people you know they don't feel bad eating chicken nuggets because maybe they don't eat enough or maybe they're just not listening to their body but uh definitely feeling that negative feedback is is a good thing because mm -hmm. now he's connected that he's less likely to eat those fried chicken nuggets and hopefully more likely to eat eat clean food, right? I'm, it's it's right. easy to gain weight in our in our society. Like we have so much food, it's just it's crazy. We have an abundance of food, of healthy food too, right? Which is it's portion size. It's still portion size. You know, there's yep. the, it's still a math equation, and, and sure. I know math is hard. And you can still eat too much of healthy, uh, yeah. Yeah. even if you ate, you're right, unhealthy to an extent, but you just reduced the unhealthy to a much smaller, you're still going to lose a little weight to an extent. Right. Same thing with, you know, alcohol, another client, she's in her fifties uh, and we're going yeah. over her stuff. And she's saying, uh, well, you know, I drink a bottle of wine at night and I'm like a bottle of wine at night. I mean, you trashed every night. 
You better well, cut. You, you better know. cut out a whole meal then in order to balance <laughs> out those calories, right? Yeah. So you know that's why the nice little thing right here called Google at your fingertips. Yeah. You can show this is how many calories in a bottle of wine. This is or per glass. Do the math. That's what you're having every night. And they go, oh. Yeah. And then and then those of you who are going to give the excuse of, uh, you know, oh, I don't have Google. I don't have access to that. You kind of know what direction you're going, whether you're gaining weight or losing weight. So we. Mm -hmm we have an idea mm -hmm. so all right mm -hmm. so let's summarize like uh the aging male and then again you can apply this to females too but the, specifically the aging male because it's you said it's male health month this month yep, right Jim? Men's health month yes and it's uh you know father's day's coming up pretty soon so that makes sense too right. um okay so what are let's say three things that that we can do number one let's go with uh portion size right look at your portion size on your plate even if it's not that great of food Look at your portion size. Do you really need all that? Uh, number two is that 150 minutes a week, right? Let's go for that 150 minutes a week of moderate to vigorous. Whatever you want. That's the best part, right? There's an open-ended question. Whatever you want, enjoy it. Right. Awesome. And I think, and I think number three is a little bit of realistic expectation of where we are in our life, right? We're we're not 20. Yes, our testosterone levels have dropped. We might not be able to lift as much as we used to, but there's still yeah. other ways and other things we can do to work with mobility or flexibility and get more out of those activities that we like. Awesome. That's cool. So ladies and gentlemen, we've got Matt Peel today, uh, second time guest on the show. Matt, how do people get in touch with you? Website, social media? Cool. So they can go to my website, Matt Peel, that's P-E-A-L-E.com. You can uh, get the, my video series and free report on there. You can also order my book, uh, The Athlete in the Game of Life. Go to my Facebook page at Athlete in the Game of Life or follow me on Twitter or LinkedIn, uh, Matt Peel. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Really appreciate you joining me today. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Health in the Real World show. Make sure to balance.com to learn more.